Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory forever. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We commemorate today the great hieromarcher Cosmos of the Ayatollah, who was a great preacher and evangelist, as we heard in the title given to him, equal to the apostles, and evangelizer of southern Albania, which also means northwest Greece in that area. St. Cosmos is highly regarded and remembered in the Greek church especially because St. Cosmos was, if I'm remembering my dates correctly here, so don't hold me to this, he's roughly 18th century if I remember correctly. Uh, maybe a little bit later than that, maybe early 1800s as well. Uh, but he was known for at a time where there was, well, the Greeks were under the thumb of the Ottoman Empire. And there's nothing like uh, having, well, of course, Ottoman Empire would have been a Muslim uh, empire. And you have uh, a whole giant ethnic group of Greeks who are Christian. And so what do you want? Do you want educated clergy? Or do you want dumb clergy if you are not an and in charge of things? You want dumb clergy, right? Because, well, duh. <laughs> Uh, we know from Middle Ages, early modernity, you know, clergy were typically, historically, some of the better educated because they had their kind of clerks, and there's kind of like cleric, clerk, right? There is in this an expectation because you have to be able to read in order to serve the services. The challenge was education at that time had dipped so low with clergy. They might be able to do the liturgy, but they didn't really understand fully even what they were doing. They might get like basic things. They, you know, could understand the gospel. They were not reading Dionysius, the Apogite, St. Gregory Palamas's theological treatises. They were just trying to make it with the epistles and the gospels, Just fine. The cosmos comes along and he starts basically being an itinerant preacher and starts putting schools everywhere in order to teach the people. Of course, you can see maybe the trajectory of where things are going to go since his title is Hiram Martyr, but he established not just a few, if I remember correctly, I mean, we're talking about thousands of schools. This, it really created a resurgence and renaissance of Greek letters, which is, of course, driven by church. Being able to understand what the church taught and he was a fiery preacher. He would go out, he'd set himself up in the middle of the town square, and he would just start preaching. You might think, oh, that's really Protestant. <laughs> nope. This is what, I mean, we're talking about, like I said, 1700s. What else do you have to do? You're going about your day. Then you see Polycosmos is just up there going on about how you shouldn't defraud your brother, how you should, you know, uh, stick with your wife and not go around all over the place. I mean, just... He would stick it. He just, that was St. Cosmos. This is, of course, as I've already alluded to, outside of education and being fiery, as I alluded to at the very beginning, you don't want intelligent clergy. You want dumb clergy. You want clergy who are not going to give ideas of uh, excellence, of raising up, of piety, because it also starts to rub up against, because Sorry to tell you, the Ottoman Turks did not treat the Greeks very well. There's all sorts of new higher martyrs, new martyrs, um, 
throughout the 1700s, 1800s, and early 1900s that were killed because of their faith in Christ or because they converted someone to Christianity and therefore publicly declared that Jesus Christ was Lord and they took their head. So it is St. Cosmos that many Greeks to this day remember as being not only a renaissance of church but of education. And it's something for us to remember and contemplate uh, for our own selves, our spiritual education and spiritual reading, and being encouraged, of course, primarily to read and know scripture. You may have wondered why I would spend the time I did on Elijah and Samuel the past two Sundays. Well, a lot of that is to just get out there and let's get into scripture, let's try to wrap our heads around, let's be honest, pretty odd story this past Sunday. Right? Yeah, pretty weird. But that is there. It is there for edification, trying to wrap our heads around it, and to be able to, in that, discern God's truth. Because as Orthodox Christians, we confess Scripture to be divinely inspired, that it is able to uh, prepare us for every good work, that it is there for our edification, for our actual encounter with Christ. So it is in spiritual reading, of course, primacy of scripture, but it's also in reading the fathers and not being afraid to read the fathers. Now, when I say read the fathers, I'm going to again go back to, I don't mean that you should dive headfirst into Dionysius the Areopagite or what we're going to be doing later this evening with St. John of Damascus uh, with further up and further in, because you're going to need some help in reading those kind of things. In general, I would encourage you know, picking up St. John Chrysostom, picking up St. Athanasius, picking up some of the sayings of the Desert Fathers, uh, picking up, I especially encourage things like Unseen Warfare, or St. Theophon the Recluse, or St. Uh, Ignati of the 19th century, the, the Russians. There's all sorts of other things to read, and to read slowly, the lives of the saints, St. Nikolai Vodomirovich, just little things in order to constantly have before us because we are very prone to forgetting things. I know outside of just like I can kind of go through a, a detail of the Bible, like I remember the stories of the prophet Samuel, but going back and just reading through the prophet Samuel, I'm blown away by things that, of course, my 12-year-old self could not have understood, right? Very much my 12-year-old self could not understood <laughs> some of the things going on in prophet Samuel and King Saul and King David. But it is necessary, it is a part of our Christian life, not that we become scholars, but that we become proficient, that we understand, that we are seeking. And not just in the sense of, I'm going to you know, keep on reading, so this just kind of you know, expands and expands and expands, because that is not what we need to do. We need to read with, not only with guidance, so if you're reading these kind of things and you have questions, to ask for help, for guidance. What, what does this mean? Or, you know, suddenly you're not eating for a week and you look pale on a Sunday and go, what are you doing? Well, I read some example of a desert father who didn't eat for a week. I'm thinking of this Sunday, St. St. Piemann. I'm like, why are you doing that? <laughs> who told you to do that? Well, I read this, I'm like, no, that's not how this works. You should talk to me. Don't, don't just randomly go do things. Uh, if you think, like, that's quite an example, well, I can come up with actual examples instead of a, a, a make-believe example. But 
the, the reality of uh, some of us are not prone to reading. Some of us are so prone to reading that is, it's like spiritual reading, yeah, of course, I've got that down. Prayer, eh, I like to read. Well, you should match any spiritual reading with prayer, uh, with fasting, with almsgiving. That the spiritual life is not just a, a school that has the aspects, and the fathers talk about this, of kind of learning and having Christ as our teacher and becoming proficient in Scripture, but we, and the whole point of all of these things, is the encountering of Christ, coming to love God, come discern his will for us, and through that to encounter God and others. So let us be encouraged by the example of St. Cosmos, who preached, who taught, who encouraged education, even if he knew that that would mean the edge of a sword. But if I remember correctly, it was actually that he was hung from a tree. Uh, that we uh, approach the scriptures and the writings of the Holy Fathers and mothers of the church for our edification to be able to learn how to see God and be able to help and serve our brothers and sisters in Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.